Hey, this is Tom Matthews, and you're listening to the Horror Homeschool Podcast. And remember, fuck you, Jason. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. And what are we here to talk about today, Ashley? The worst garbage dump fire hellhole I've ever seen. (laughs) Not that bad, but still. (laughs) Uh, Jason X. Otherwise known as Jason X. So we are almost at the end of our Friday the 13th franchise marathon we've lost two important people (laughs) listening to our podcast because of this (laughs) have we who yeah uh ash doesn't listen oh i know ash doesn't listen and kevin doesn't listen no that's fine that's whatever (laughs) who is still listening anyway you know (laughs) what if you're still along with us thank you we love you it's funny though you know because at this point you know we've just done Jason Goes to Hell, we're doing Jason X, we're really at the dregs of the franchise now. And we have actually gained some new listeners at this point. I'm like, how? <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like the way we um, describe these movies is really funny, and I would enjoy it if I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> I'd be True. like, ha, 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 they're so right. <laughs> <laughs> True. They're my best friends. But I don't know them. That's me with every podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it is fun, isn't it, to sort of watch these shitty movies and hear someone else rag on them. So I guess that's the appeal. Um, But yeah, we are here today to talk about the 10th Friday the 13th movie, otherwise known as Jason X or Jason 10, if you're doing the Roman numerals. Um, This was released in 2002. So it is nine years after Jason Goes to Hell. It is written by Todd Farmer. He did the My Bloody Valentine remake in 2009. I uh, which I've not seen that. No, I've seen the original, but... I've I haven't had... seen the original either. Oh, the original is definitely worth a watch. Um, but I've, I've had the, the remake on DVD for years because it came with 3D glasses. And I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. I love a 3D gimmick, you know. And it's just sat on my shelf for years, and I've still not got around to watching it. Mm. So maybe maybe this Valentine's Day I'll watch it. Um, and he also did a Nicolas Cage movie called Drive Angry in 2011. Well, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Terrible name, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> sounds like uh, something that I would like. 
Yeah, and he also did a horror called Trick in 2019, um, which I saw I like poster for, but I've ne- I didn't watch it. Um, and he he was actually in this movie. He played Dallas, uh, was the um, the bearded bull head guy, hmm. the one that was in the the computer simulation thing. Oh yeah 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 okay. It is directed by Jim Isaac. Um, who directed this and three other poorly rated B-movies. Um, the Horror Show in 1989, Skinwalkers in 2006, Ugh. and Pig Hunt in 2008. <laughs> Terrible. Skinwalkers, listen, you can't talk about them because if you do, they're going to show up. Oh, yeah. Hey, we should they're do like... an episode on the Patreon about that for scary stories. And like... Black-eyed children are the same way. It's basically if you talk about it, you're summoning them. Oh, so I, I just summon them. I definitely <laughs> want to. <laughs> I want to talk about all that kind of shit on on the Patreon episode. We'll do that. Um, I wonder, does anybody have any stories about those? I'd love to find mm. out. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there's a big percentage of people who don't, unfortunately, survive those things. But if you have. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Tell us. <laughs> um, and Jim Isaac was also in this movie. He was an uncredited doctor. Um, I, I didn't recognize which one he was, but he was in it. Um, are you ready for the synopsis? Oh, no. <laughs> Jason Voorhees is cryogenically frozen at the beginning of the 21st century and is discovered in the 25th century and taken to space. He gets thawed, begins stalking and killing the crew of the spaceship that's transporting him. And that's about it. It's pretty pretty straightforward. Bleak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you ready for some trivia? Let's have some fun with the trivia. Okay. Um, on a budget of $11 million, it made just over $17 million at the box office. So it was a spectacular flop, um, technically ending the long-running Friday franchise once and for all. However, while this film was a critical and financial failure in its initial release in theatres, it made more than triple the cost of production in DVD and post-theatre sales. And statistically, it's one of the most successful Friday the 13th films. Oh no! <laughs> and I'll I'll go into the reason why I think that is in a bit. Um, it is the first film in the Friday the Thirteenth series to rely on digital effects for death and gore, which I'm mm. sure you were able to notice <laughs> that um, it was yeah. wasn't practical. <laughs> no, uh, no Tom Savini on this one. No, I miss practical. I love practical effects. They're just so good. Yeah, so it was very noticeable. There was no practical effects in this. Um, this is Kane Hodder's final appearance as Jason. Um, Ken Kurzinger took over the role for Freddy vs. Jason in 2003. And Derek Mears did the Friday 13th 2009 reboot. Um, screenwriter Todd Farmer based much of this film on Alien. Even hmm. maybe one of the characters, really? <laughs> uh, Dallas, uh, after Tom Skerritt's character in Alien. Um, nearly every single actor in this film is Canadian. 
they hired local from Toronto because it was much cheaper for the production to hire local actors from the area rather than flying American actors over. <laughs> the film takes place in 2010 at the start and then in 2020, uh, how do I even say that, <laughs> that year? 2455. 2000, 24. Tw- 20, that's it, 2455. Yeah. <laughs> My brain's melted after watching this film. <laughs> Um. So, so yeah, it's actually set. The start of it is actually set in the past, which is quite freaky to think. <laughs> Twelve years ago. Um, the 2010. Yes, <laughs> which is meant to be futuristic. Golly, so, that was 12 years ago. Yeah, that's I'm having. I'm like literally in a major existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Like, time doesn't exist anymore, and I'm, like, really bummed about it. <laughs> you just need to hop on, hop in the TARDIS with the Doctor. I know. <laughs> so, this film's script was made through a public contest where people willing to participate sent in a script. Oh, you know what? I watched a movie about a girl that wrote... Um... A script for Star Trek. It was really weird, <laughs> but that's cool that they had those. I didn't think that was a real thing. I didn't know that it's was a crazy. real thing, but yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it would explain a lot about the script that it was almost like a public thing. Like whoever wants to write this movie, just send it in. Oh, yeah. mm. Um, so Adrian's death um is based directly on a death from season one. Episode 23 of the X-Files in 1993. Um, Which Roland. So he's basically the guy that's possessed by his dead brother. And he kills a scientist by dunking his head in a barrel of liquid nitrogen and then smashing his Mm -hmm. head to pieces on the floor. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. So, yeah, they they even ripped that off. Like, that was a really cool original kill. And I found that out. and I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> it's not as cool anymore. <laughs> um, so get this right. James Isaac originally wanted to make a Freddy versus Jason movie set in a wintry Camp Crystal Lake, but New Line Cinema didn't want to do another Campers in the Woods Jason movie. Rude. I mean, I would have loved to have seen that. You know, if it ain't broke, come on. That like, sounds awesome. It would have been cool. It would have been like never hiking the snow, but with Freddie in it as well, it would have been good. <laughs> Could you imagine if you were somewhere and both of them were like going after you? Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I would, I'm sorry, but I would just lay down and die. I'd be like, you know what? This is the end. There's no way I'm outrunning you guys. Plus, like, I'm fat, so I don't want to run. <laughs> You'd be like that chick in Roseblood and she just goes, oh, fuck, fuck me, and, or fuck yep. it, whatever she says, and just lets, lets them kill her. <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah i just thought that was funny that you know instead of going for that tried and tested formula that would have made a lot of money someone at new line cinema just was obviously high at this point and went huh wouldn't it be funny if we just did jason in space <laughs> so they went with that instead <laughs> mm-hmm. um producer sean s cunningham Maybe he was the one smoking the weed. He said that he loved the script, 
and uh, he said it. he loved it because they weren't telling the exact same title story that the franchise had been retreading for 20 years. Again. That's why Kevin likes... If it ain't broke. Uh, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. So he likes that because it's different. Yeah. I can see why Jason... <clears throat> sorry, not Jason. Freudian slip there. I can see why Kevin um likes jason <laughs> jason goes to hell because <laughs> it's a not serial killer <laughs> <laughs> because it's a very um it's not a friday movie like we discussed you know it's mm-hmm. like it's got all the you know it's got the the body horror element to it it's it's got like lots of different things from you know movies that kevin likes that is gory like that so mm-hmm. that's probably why is, is he much of a slasher fan like i know he loves halloween but not on uh, my yeah yeah he does i mean he likes um i think he likes more like serious gory like he loves hostel and stuff like that yeah Is and... it, he likes torture porn yeah yeah right i hate it's, that shit i hate it too i hate it so much and that's like i don't know some stuff is like overly gory like i don't like how crazy and intense the boys is mm-hmm. and because that's just like over the top but it's like it's like it's like gory for the sake of it it's like it's trying to be obnoxious with like look how gory we can be yeah to shock. like i mean yeah. i watch i like the evil deads and they're kind of gory and bloody but they're like they're good films with it like yeah i mean yeah. the boys is good i like it but they're just <sighs> some of the did you Side note, we can block this one out, but did you uh <laughs> did you watch that scene that I was talking about? Episode one of the boys with the, the shrinking down scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I sent you. That was I know, I was wondering. <laughs> I literally had to get up and leave the room. I was like, I know it's coming. <laughs> I can't do this. Kevin kept talking about it and he's upset because he had to see it. And I was like, You could have left the room too. We could have fast forwarded. <laughs> literally everyone in work was talking about it. <laughs> It's fucking just <laughs> like on I the wrong stop, I couldn't stop thinking about it like I was just like going about my my daily duties and work and it just kept popping into my head you know when things like invade your thoughts and I was like I really don't want to think about this and it just kept coming into my head <laughs> that's how it was with hereditary for me right with, with the one part I don't you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> the good for her <laughs> Um, where were we? We've diverted. I have no idea. Uh, we're doing it again where we're trying to avoid <laughs> talking about the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I was going to say about Kevin. That was what we were talking about, Kevin's oh, taste. Yeah. So he likes serial killer stuff, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Like I said, we just watched um, The House That Jack Built. Right. I need to and watch that. Or do I? It, Is it good? It's amazing. And the scenery and imagery is phenomenal. But it makes you, like, physically just feel yucky. And, like I said, you should probably do Does the Dog Die for that one. Because I don't know exactly where this one scene is. But right. I would but recommend it. But a dog it. definitely I mean, it, dies. <laughs> no, it's not a dog. All right. It's not uh, good. But I would recommend it just to just to watch it. Cool. I, I will check it out. Um. Yeah, anyway, so Jason X. <laughs> um, even New Line Cinema loved the script so much that they gave the film three times the budget 
of most expensive previous films in the franchise. Wow. However, during its production, the budget still wasn't big enough for creating many of the sets and the effects. So many scenes in the script had to be changed or taken out completely. It's probably part of the reason why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and in the scene where Dallas gets his head smashed against the wall by Jason, mm-hmm. uh, the stuntman who did this actually broke his nose. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not surprising because Kane no. is very, very forceful with his, you know, he doesn't pull his punches. Literally, he's a fucking machine. <laughs> so he would have and no. And he probably didn't even feel bad about it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he probably enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, like, he said at a panel once, like, he loves being Jason because he can get his aggression out and not have to worry about it. Like, he. He, he can literally just throw people beat, around full yeah, force. Beat the shit out of people. Beat the shit out of people. And it's he gets paid for it. Not only does he not get into trouble, oh but he gets God, paid for it. Oh my God, that sounds so awesome. <laughs> I would like to be in like a female serial killer and just beat the shit out of guys. <laughs> you should be cast as a. Um, no, Pamela, I don't want to talk about this. Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you should be cast as Pamela Voorhees if they ever do a remake. There would be, like, some weird thing where, like, all of a sudden, like, there was another daughter or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me. Did you um, hear about that Kane Hodder can't, like, legally do photo ops with his hand around people's necks anymore? Um, I can understand why. Because he's so a basically, big dude and- yeah, because, I mean, you see the photo ops that he does, like he, he does photo ops in full costume yeah. and all sorts. Uh-huh. And, you know, the first thing that you do when you get a picture of him, you go, can you choke me? You know, like, <laughs> make it look like you're <laughs> killing me. You know, <laughs> this is what you say. And, you know, he's had millions of pictures taken with people doing that. But the thing is with Kane, right, he he doesn't, like, pretend. He actually does it. Um, so he did he did it <laughs> once and he injured this guy. Or at least, like, you know, this guy sued him, basically. Oh, um, God, come or on. Or tried to you sue really him, wanna... saying that he, you know, caused damage to him by doing it. So now, legally, he cannot put his hands on anyone's neck for a photograph because of that. Um, so when I met him and he was in full Jason Takes Manhattan costume, you know, I, <laughs> I go up to him and I ask him to choke me. And he's like, he just looks at me through the mask and he's like, no, I, I can't do that, but I can squeeze your head. And I was like, okay, uh, you know, can do that then. So <laughs> proceeds. It's going to end up being he squeezed somebody's yeah. head too hard and they're going to get a headache. <laughs> so he squeezed my head and it did actually really fucking hurt. Nice. But like I say, he, he doesn't um, pull his punches and Abby got choked by a headlock when she got a pitch with him. But um, it's funny though, because... There is a girl that was in front of me that asked the same thing. I'm sure she even said, choke me, daddy. <laughs> he, he was like, no, I can, you know, I can do the headlock thing, whatever. And she was like loving it. And literally after the picture was taken, before she walked away, he grabbed her by the throat and throttled her a bit. And she just fucking loved it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But yeah, that guy's just like got... Dream job, Annie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, what else? 
so this is the only Friday the 13th film to be given a 15 certificate in the United Kingdom. Now, we've discussed this in the past, haven't we, with the certificates that get given here for movies. That's weird that um, you guys call them certificates. We just call them ratings. Yeah, so it's basically that means that um, no one under the age of 15 could see it, even if you have you know, a legal guardian or you know a grown-up with you, whatever. Um, all the rest are 18s. So this is It's the... really funny how a lot of like America is super prude but at the same time we're not and then like you guys seem a lot more laid back but at the same time you're not yeah <laughs> like you tell me how fast you're driving and I'm like that's illegal in our country like <laughs> it's just God, like you can go so fast like I'm sure Kevin's probably got like 110 yeah it's that would not not happen here at all <laughs> it's terrifying <laughs> But yeah, so this this film is um is actually the most child friendly, I suppose. This this could be Aiden's first horror, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's really not. I mean, there's like, there's really not. I mean, there's boobs at one point, but barely. Like, um, and finally, so the poster, the poster is all good and correct. However, it did spoil Uber Jason which was intended to be a twist in the third act. Stupid um, idiots. And the trailer spoiled it too. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. I hate it when they give too much away in trailers. This is why I avoid watching them now. If it's a film that I'm, like, really excited for, I'll watch, like, the first teaser that they bring out, and then I'll be like, I'm good. That's all I need to see. You know, like, I don't want to see any more. Um, especially with, like, Marvel films and shit, because they put way too much in the trailers mm-hmm. they, a lot of trailers just tell you the whole movie and you're like why am I going to go watch it then Yeah. All speaking the of like trailers it. I watched the trailer for um, Nope oh yeah does it look good? no oh, I'm so nope. disappointed <laughs> yeah like the first teaser that came out seemed really like dark and ominous and then this one came out and it was like um, goofy and like so, like I don't know like it seems like they're there's aliens or something and then but they're trying to make a profit off, off of these I don't know it just didn't mm. they I'll tend to just... do that don't they they yeah, release like so... different versions of trailers like you know but, like, hook different audiences in I like Jordan Peele and everything I think he's great at the movies that he's made but I'm just like I'll wait till this one comes like home like streaming mm. I've only ever seen Get Out. I've still not seen Us. Um, it's freaky. Like, Get Out, like, I thought it was a bit overhyped. Like, cause it was, like, so hyped up. And, like, everyone was like, you got to watch it. It was so part. good. And then I eventually watched it. And I was like, yeah, it's good. Like, but it's, like, not as good as everyone was saying it was. Like, I don't know. Um, but. His version of Twilight Zone is mwah, beautiful. Beautiful. What is it? A TV show or movie? Yeah. Or? Oh, you know. Oh, that's right. You've never seen the Twilight Zone. No. The only, <sighs> the only way I know the Twilight Zone is through that ride in Disney World. You know the. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be as popular there because it's very like focused on, like, the American problems that were then, and still now. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because we, we went to Disney World like, I mean, this was like back in the 90s and we went on, you know, the Hollywood Tower. What's that? Tower of Terror. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously I had no knowledge of the Twilight Zone or anything. So I literally thought it was just that ride. I was like, oh, this is a, a thing. Did they play the, the song? The I theme think, song? Yeah, I think they must have done. But like it's a terrifying theme song. It's very, very focused. It's all about that TV show, isn't it? The whole ride is based around it. And it I don't remember. Really, to be really creepy and really awesome. Like it's it's my favorite like theme park ride ever. Um, but that's the only connection I have with that show is is going on the Tower of Terror. You know. Um, well, do yourself a favor and watch the originals. William yeah. Shatner's in two of them. How many seasons is it? Oh gosh, I don't even remember. I gotta check it out. I might just go through and and write down my top favorites and let you watch those. So did Jordan Peele remake the the series then? Or? Yeah, yeah, he he created it or he yeah he remade it, and it has exactly the same vibes and everything that the original gives off. It's really cool. Nice. Okay, I will check okay. that out too. Right. So <laughs> it's more interesting than Jason X. I can just say that. <laughs> Ashley, what are your initial thoughts on Jason X? Again, I will ask a question first, though. Um, so you had a, a terrible time with Jason Goes to Hell. You said your expectations were very low for Jason X. What was your experience I, with this film? I, did, I was like, what is this? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. It made me want to put back on Jason and Goes to Hell. Oh, my God. No. No way. Really? You like this? I don't life? know. I mean, okay, so... As I'm watching it, it was just god awful. Is it the budget thing you had a problem with? Or? I don't I don't know what it was that I had a problem because I love that era of movies where it was just like trying to figure out how to go from the nineties into the newer, you know, to the yeah. year two thousands and stuff. Yeah. So there was that weird like middle time whenever movies just kind of were off. It looked like straight to video. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess the more I'm thinking about it throughout the day today, I'm like, I can see why people, why people have it as like a cult classic. But like, again, it's, it should have been separate, like from Jason, it should have just been, I don't know, its own movie or something. I, I disagree. Because, yeah. I mean, this is so different than any Friday we've had before. But it's great because it's almost like, like in comics, you get Elseworlds books where like it's set in a different universe and you literally just drop a character into like a, a different universe. Say like, there's like a vampire Batman and you just put like Batman in this like gothic, you know, horror universe. And it's well, kind of like, awesome. but in this one, you, you know, you just drop Jason in space and it shouldn't work but it's so entertaining and just being able to see that you know him in a different environment and it's almost like a kid playing with the toys like Mm -hmm. you know you've got a jason figure and you've just got like this spaceship like say you've got like a (laughs) lot of star wars ships and you just play with them together and it's just like this mashup and it's 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 so much fun and so entertaining to to watch it play out. You know, you see you, you, one of your favorite slasher icons 
in a ridiculous situation. And that's what I find entertaining about it. And that's why I think it, it works for a lot of people. Because it's almost like this ridiculous fanfic, you know. Um, so you you didn't like this then? Not really, no. Um, I okay. don't know how to explain my feelings about it. Like, well, maybe we'll open them up as we dissect it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think I you? blocked a lot of a lot of it out because it's like I don't know. Gone. Just Should like... I explain to you why I like this one? Yeah. So I've got a special attachment to this one because it holds a special nostalgic place in my heart. This was the first ever Friday movie that I saw. So obviously I missed all the ones before this at the cinema because of my age. Uh, Never had them on video or anything. So this was the first chance I got to see one in 2002. Hmm. I was 17 years old. Um, This is one of my first experiences with slashers and horror in general. And I just lapped it up. Like, oh yeah, I could I could see that. Like if I'm I'm sure if it was my first Jason too, I would in my first like slasher film because it's not too terrible, you know, it's not too bloody. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have the the body horror stuff oh, like yeah yeah like Jason exactly. goes to hell. Yeah, one of the things that I really what made me gravitate towards this movie and attached to it in such a way at that age was it was almost like a separate self-contained movie like it didn't matter that i'd not seen movies that came before it you know i mean mm-hmm. really it's not connected in any way because Mm-mm. continuity wise it doesn't fit in anywhere you know it doesn't it doesn't fit in after part eight it doesn't fit in after part nine with the way both of those movies end um so really it is you know again a soft reboot a self-contained movie and that's what made me gravitate towards it and like it so much was because I didn't need to know all this you know history with the character you know we get a very very brief mention of it in the movie like there's there's nothing really about Jason's history in it it's just he's this crazy dude that likes to kill people and that's as simple as it needs to be you know so that's one of the reasons why I sort of liked it so much because it was dead accessible you know um but yeah, I ended up getting it on VHS and rewatching it a lot. Um, it was a favorite of mine in my stony years. Like I spent <laughs> a, a lot of hours of my life laughing my ass off to this movie. <laughs> so it's a guilty pleasure of mine. You know, it's just good, mindless fun. And it's one of those movies that is so bad, it's good. You yeah. Know, it's just, it's so funny. I also love the message of this movie. Basically, stupid white men. You know, basically, at the end, it's just women and black guys as survivors. You know, it's like, there's one white guy, and he's the nice guy. But, yeah, it's all the stupid white men that cause all this trouble. <laughs> so I like I like the message behind Ugh, it. That guy drove me crazy. What, the professor guy? Yeah, man. <laughs> like, there was nothing redeeming about that guy at all. No. Even, I mean, especially the sex scene with the student. Oh, God, that made me so... I was like, <laughs> what the heck? I I was so happy that you were watching that. I was like, Ashley's going <laughs> to hate this so much. You pass! <laughs> Do you remember that one? No. It was um, the professor's 
climax line. Oh, yeah, gross. <laughs> when he's she's twisting his nipple with the nipple <laughs> And oh, the thing that got me about that was as well, like that whole scene was not only disturbing and and gross, but the fact that she was mixing up, like she was going, "Oh, you've been a naughty little boy, haven't you?" And then she, then then she was calling him like daddy the next minute. I was like, well, pick one, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't mix it up. First of all. He's wearing like um, women's negligee or something, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what what his kink is, but you know, I'm not I'm not here to not here to kink shame or anything. But <laughs> the, the writer needs to realise that you know there's certain certain kinks, and you're mixing, you're blending, blurring the lines there. <laughs> so the more okay. You know, this has happened before. The more you talk about it, the more I kind of change my mind a little bit because you see it from a different perspective that <laughs> I didn't see it from. However, I still stand my ground on um, Poltergeist. I know that you didn't like it, but I loved it. So mm-hmm. I'm still holding my ground on that one. But uh, I think I'm the only one, to be honest. I, I'm yet to meet anyone that shares my opinion on Poltergeist. I, I seem to be the um, the black sheep there, the odd man out. But, you know what? I maybe I should have watched this movie stoned. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, like, if you're intoxicated, Jason X is a lot more fun. Um, although saying that I've not watched it intoxicated <laughs> in a long, long, long time. Yeah. I watch it stone cold sober and I enjoy it just as much. It's just but I started it was... started out watching it intoxicated, so maybe that's why. Maybe it was just because like the animation was so terrible and I was like I can't get into this but which is funny because like I don't know maybe you know what maybe I'll just give it another chance another time definitely Um, I I probably you know if I was to watch Jason Goes to Hell I don't think I would watch the whole thing I think I would just skip to the really cool like you know what I you know what I should do I should make a compilation of all my favorite kills on Jason and then just watch those continuously. <laughs> yeah, supercut. I'm sure they're on YouTube. They have to be, right? Oh, I'm I'm sure they are. Another thing that I really like about this movie is that Harry Manfredini is on the score again. Yes, that I, I liked. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he did a good job, you know, sort of like transitioning into the weird subject matter that he had, you know, mm-hmm. early 2000s. 25th century space age score slash 80s camp crystal lake slasher that he also had to manage you know no, it was just he's he managed to juggle them somehow and it, it worked you know um and sadly this was his last ever friday score he didn't return for freddy versus jason or the 2009 reboot but there we go going out with a weird bang i guess <laughs> yeah and honestly like I wasn't attached to any of the characters. They weren't great actors. Well, I'll give you that. I mean, this is probably the worst acting in the franchise. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is, the acting in this is atrocious. Uh, but, I mean, that makes it more entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes it funny, you know. I mean, some of the acting, you know, the, the acting in the fan films is better than this film. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And, like, unfortunately, none of the kills were cool either, and a lot of them were off screen. Oh, come on. There's some fucking amazing kills in this. I mean, obviously, I like the sleeping bag scene, because for some Mm -hmm. reason, that's just a cool idea. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, this movie, 
has my not only my favorite kill of the Friday franchise, but my favorite movie kill of all time. Which one? And that's the frozen head smash. Oh, okay. But, but now, now I know now it's Val's rip. It's not as cool, but it's still yeah. an amazing scene. Like that scene is probably my favorite scene in the movie. Like where he gets like, you know, brought back to life by like sensing horny teens. Like it's just brilliant. <laughs> like, it's so funny the way it's cut and the way it's directed and edited. Like I love that sequence. Like the way he just comes back to life. And then like she looks behind and he's not on the table anymore. And then he mm. just fucking grabs her and just like wrestles with her and just dunks her head in that liquid nitrogen. And then he pulls it out and then he looks he at smashes. her. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And scene. then he smashes her. And it's just fucking a brutal, amazing, like genius kill. And I just I love it so much. Explain to me the creepy robot chick right so well that was a trope wasn't it early 2000s yes. especially with the sci-fi I, genre there like was okay like you know like this. in buffy mm-hmm. that's right spike gets the buffy bot <laughs> <laughs> did you like the scene where he was trying to give her boobs and the nipples fell off yes <laughs> so funny, so funny. <laughs> just then, like at the end he's just walking around with her head and i'm like what is happening <laughs> And it's so funny because, like, it cuts to, like, him holding, like, a mannequin head that has, yes. like, remote control eyes blinking. And then, yep. like, the close-up shot where it's actually her head and it, he's just got her in, like, a headlock off yeah, screen. And <laughs> it was weird, too, because, like, for some reason it seemed like her personality changed once her head was off. Because she was, like, making yeah. all these, like, like, qu- like quick jokes or, you know, banter oh. and stuff like that. And I was like, you weren't doing that earlier. What the heck? Quits <laughs> and the banter... And the jokes in this movie are some of the worst jokes I've ever heard. Like, but again, it's so funny and entertaining because they're so awful. Like, you really do like awful movies. Oh, I love, I love bad jokes and I love bad movies and just like, this is all of that, what, you know. What's your favorite, like, comedy? Do you like? Do you even have a favorite? I, comedy? No, I don't like comedies at all. Oh, comedies for me are films like this that are trying to be funny but are so bad that they are funny if that makes any sense there's just so much good humor out there (laughs) i just started watching one that uh field moss uh wanted me to watch it's called auntie donna or something like that right and it's these like australian or whatever guys and they're just like just it's just stupid and it's like 100 percent my humor (laughs) Another kill that I fucking love in this film is the the bit where um, Jason drops that guy onto the giant corkscrew and he just like slowly spins round and Jason just watches him and just sort of like I tilts his head. And I don't then... even think I watched. I don't know. I don't remember oh, that one. Fucking great. He just drops him on this giant corkscrew. And then it's, it's when like he's all the all like the army people with the big guns are trying to like hunt him. Mm-hmm. That's when it happens. It's one of them, and um, and then someone comes in, and they say, "What's the status on this guy?" And she just looks at him on this uh, corkscrew, whatever it is, and she just goes, "He's screwed." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think a dad did the jokes in this movie because it's just dad joke everywhere, and I love dad jokes. <laughs> it's like in um, 
Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Have you oh, seen I that? love that movie. And I think it's the second one when they're like, there's a leak in the boat. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> I love, love jokes like that. I do so. too. Like, <laughs> then you probably like the Scooby-Doo movies, right? Oh, yeah, the, of course. The live yeah. action ones? Yeah, <laughs> with Matthew Lillard. on Patreon, please. Hey, we, we can do them on the main show. Come on. like. Oh, true. Any spooky movie, we will those do. Are, those are just classics. Mm-hmm. And obviously, our queen, SMG, is in there. Uh, yeah. On form. On form as uh, da- Daph. What's, what's her name? Daph- Daphne? Daphne. Daphne. Good I wanted to mention Kane Hodder stole that tilt, uh, the head tilt off Nick Castle in Halloween. Nice. My- Michael Myers does that, doesn't he? And I don't think yeah. he's ever admitted to that, but I know I know you, Kane Hodder. I know you, you ripped that off Nick Castle. <laughs> Because I think this is the first movie that Jason does the head tilt and sort of like looks at his kills. Because he didn't do it in any of the others, I don't think. Um, but I like it. I like it in this movie. Um, what did you think about the look of Jason in this movie? He's got two very different looks. Garbage. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Not even the Uber second Jason. look was very. Um... Terminator? Terminator, yeah. And that's rad. Like, Uber Jason. Like, that's one of the best looks of Jason ever. It's so ridiculous and so corny. I love it. It didn't make any sense. It did. Because those little little ants put them back together in, like, a space-age way. It was, like... I don't know. Like, it had, like... um, Oh, the Matrix vibes, too. Yes, very much. the freaking robot chick was like dressed as trinity and i was like what yes. is what is this what is happening <laughs> she's like this snm slash trinity vibe going on and, like and then she like tries to beat him up and then can't <laughs> he just punches her head right off <laughs> so like, funny. i think that was a nod maybe to jason takes manhattan with which the is all, which rooftop is scene kill, yeah the boxer a... there were actually a few little easter eggs that i picked up on um obviously the sleeping bag one mm-hmm. you know from part uh, seven if i'm not mistaken um what else there was tons i just i haven't wrote them down but i kept picking up oh yeah the, the, the whole movie itself reminded me of jason takes manhattan because it's like mm-hmm. stu- students and a professor on a ship you know like mm-hmm. Only this time they're in space, and for some reason there's army men on the ship with the students and. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite get that. And then Why? like, oh my god, the scene where they're doing the simulation and they kill that monster, like I thought it was real. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, this is the, getting worse. The CGI in this movie is rough. Like, I mean, this was in the early days of that kind of shit, yeah. you know. Um, another fun fact: This was the very first ever movie to be completely uh, translated to digital. So, like, they shot it on thirty-five millimeter, which was the norm. But this was the first ever film that was translated from thirty-five millimeter to all digital. Um, mm. So, this was like you know cutting-edge technology uh, to incorporate cgi into the films this way so it was very much like 
you know, a learning curve for everybody at this point. <laughs> but yeah, there was some shocking imagery in this and not in a good way. Like it it, it hasn't aged well. Like it, I don't think it aged well the day it came out. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be watching it 20 years later, which, oh my God, 20 years again. Fuck, <laughs> we're old. Um, oh, I wanted to mention, uh, I, I love Jason's look like before he's Uber Jason. Um, you know, with like the, the ripped leather jacket and he's got the clamp around his neck. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was actually a little Easter egg to maybe part six with the chain, like quite reminiscent of that. Um, and I also love his hockey mask in this one. I don't know what it is, but I just, I love the look of it. It's got a, a slightly different shape and a different nose maybe, but I just love it because it's got the, it's got the split in the top of it still. They're trying to keep some sort of continuity. I even think it's got a bit of the, the damage on the, the left-hand side from part seven. You know, it's got like a chunk out of it, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just love Jason's look in this, like Uber Jason and regular Jason. I think it's one of his, well, one of my favorite of his looks. So that helps a lot when I enjoy seeing like a cool Jason on screen killing people. To be honest, like I was thinking about this when I was watching Jason Goes to Hell. And I just thought, you know what? If these people that were, you know, had been possessed by Jason's like demon or whatever if they're just stuck on a hockey mask i might not hate that movie as much <laughs> do you know what i mean like if it's all about the aesthetics for me and like because i love part five you know it's roy it's not jason but he looks like jason he looks cool so you know if all these like people that are possessed by jason and jason goes to hell had to wear a hockey mask i think i'd be okay with it um yeah we didn't <laughs> We actually forgot to mention, I texted you afterwards, and I was like, I can't believe we didn't talk about the shaving scene in Jason Goes to Hell. So can we just briefly touch on that? God, I don't even remember uh, it. I have so, walked so much of this stuff out of my memory. So obviously at the start where the coroner, for some reason, starts eating Jason's heart. That's where it all begins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, why do you think he did that? Was he getting like possessed by the heart you know like or did he just fancy a bite of the heart and wanted jason i I don't know it didn't explain (laughs) anything so i have no idea but anyway so at this point it's the yeah i think it's the coroner and he takes who does he take the police officer the guy with the mustache right basically the guy who he takes back to the Voorhees house he has a mustache Mm -hmm. and he he strips him naked for some reason and like ties him up and then proceeds to use shaving cream and like shave off his mustache. Do you not I remember must this? I missed that. Well, this this happens. This is a real thing, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. why is Jason shaving someone's mustache off before he possesses? See, I, I just don't like it when they try to make him human because he's yeah. not human. You know what I mean? Don't don't. Is he has he got a thing against facial hair? Like is he I like I'm not so. I'm not going in that body because that guy's got a mustache and you know I'm clean shaven. I I take pride in my appearance. Maybe that's yeah. Why. It's like the the um when the doctor like go becomes somebody else regenerates and he's like ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess he was like I have this choice to get rid of this yeah. Mustache. But anyway, back to this one. Uh, but on the same subject of Jason's appearance. I love that scene where 
um, Adrian is cutting off his his mask that's been sort of like welded to his face, and you know she peels it off and it's all gross and like you get to see his unmasked face, mm-hmm. and it, it's very much um, part three, like it, it's it's very all like part four, you know, like that original mm-hmm. sort of really cool looking deformed Jason. Like I, I loved. I love the way his unmasked face looked in this. I thought it was really cool. I don't suppose you were eating during this film at all when that dissecting was happening. Um, <laughs> when it started oozing yes. green stuff everywhere. No, no, no. We watched this before we we ate dinner. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was just eating good. popcorn. Oh, yeah. Popcorn's easy to eat when there's gross stuff going on. Yeah, it was that Cheetos, Cheetos popcorn. Oh, nice. Is it good? It doesn't taste as like Cheetos like I wanted it to, so it's all right. I just, what's your favorite type of popcorn? Salty or sweet? Uh, definitely salty. Really? I mm-hmm. like a nice mix, you know. If I go to the cinema, I will ask for a, a mix, salty and sweet. I do like um, chocolate popcorn, though. Oh, no. I can't fuck with that. I like yeah, it separate. It's delicious. I always put Reese's Pieces in my popcorn, too. Not the Cheetos one, okay? I'm not that weird, but in the regular popcorn. But you guys have, like, this weird thing with butter on popcorn, right, at the cinema. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's something that always gets me at the start of screen. Yeah, I'm too. not a huge butter fan um, on popcorn. I like mine kind of plain and just with a little bit of salt. I can eat it with the butter. It's not so my is, favorite. So is, does it get seasoned on site like at, as as you're getting okay. it okay do you want to know the secret of popcorn because you used to work in a theater yeah right? i used to work it's this nasty oil right and it's disgusting it's like super chemicals and you pour it in with the popcorn and that's what makes that flavor it's not even a butter flavor it's like a fake thing and then you pour more fake butter like it's it's not real butter at all it's it's all just like we, i don't even we, know we don't have anything like that here yeah like literally you just get like salty or sweet and it's already pre-rolled in flavor you know and they just i probably would like like that popcorn because i'm not like i said i i excuse me i can eat it but man i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of um, the 25th century fashion in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Would you be rocking any of them looks? (sighs) (laughs) It was a lot of like fur lined skimpy garments. I know, it was so (laughs) weird. But um, I don't know, like I love I love old movies that have like what modern um Clothes would look like futuristic, yeah. (laughs) Like we're all gonna be rocking this in the 25th century. It is crazy, crazy take. Like, um, what did you think of that character at the start, the young dude that got his arm sliced off? I didn't care for him because he was (laughs) stupid. (laughs) However, I thought that was a cool idea of them being able to regenerate. Yeah, you know. So I I thought that they were like, you know, foreshadowing. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, very mm-hmm. often and very early to be like, yep, Jason's yeah. going to come back. This is going to happen, Yeah, um, which I liked. Yep. But he's supernatural, <laughs> so he would have, I mean, he came back from his head being blown off and his legs being blown off. and Yeah, 
smug little robot chick pissing me off. Like, do you have a favorite kill, a favorite scene, favorite character? No favorite character. I, I liked the scene where he opened, like he punches a hole or whatever, or somehow gets a hole into the craft and um that chick's like holding on and she's like man this really sucks and then she just like let go <laughs> i was Terrible. like yeah that's pretty that'd be and, me and it, yeah no the way that that death is edited like you don't see anything you just see like a little bit of a tiny bit of skin know, just hanging yeah. on the grid like it, as she you know implying she's been sucked through it yeah. That would have been I cool mean, if they had the budget to actually show that. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the your favorite kill would be my favorite kill too. Yes. You can't not love that best scene in the movie in my opinion. Um for me obviously I've talked about favorite kill, favorite scene kind of rolled into one there with that frozen head smash. Um favorite character favorite... is definitely Jason. I mean obviously. Yeah, but aside from Jason, shout out to that pilot in the cowboy hat. Because he makes me laugh yeah. when, he, when he was like laughing about it. And then just like a moment he goes, oh, I'm so lonely. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for him. <laughs> oh, I like these douchebags, you know, I do. They, they entertain me. I see myself in them. I was going to say, it takes one to know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I also really like the uh, the virtual reality scene where Jason's back at Crystal Lake and they're trying to fool him. I thought that was pretty cool. I did. Yeah. I thought that was pretty unique. <laughs> it was nice to see a little last glimpse of Crystal Lake <laughs> with a Harry Manfredini We're gonna score. We're going to drink and smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And she's like, do you want to have some pot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he God. just fucking whacks him around in the sleeping bag brilliant um yeah so overall thoughts then ashley garbage (laughs) i'm disappointed i'm sorry i thought you might have found this entertaining no it's no jason takes manhattan yeah you love that don't you yeah i thought that one was great (laughs) i think it was just the 80s aesthetic just like how cool that 80s aesthetic was I agree. That's my favorite aesthetic-wise in the whole franchise. Yeah. I think it looks great. So ranking-wise, then, where where'd you place this one? You're teasing, saying right at the bottom, but surely not below Jason Goes to Hell. I don't know. They might oh. be even. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I really, honestly, like, we had 15 minutes left, and I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I'm going to have to watch this tomorrow at work. Kevin's like, just no power through it. How funny is the ending, though? It's so cool. Oh, it's great. That ending is great. I'll give you that. That and was it's like flying in space. And yeah, I was like, this back is on crazy. Earth or Earth 2 or wherever they're looking at. And oh, look, there's a shooting However, star. I think <laughs> I would rewatch it just to give it another chance. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think I would watch Jason Goes to Hell again. Like I said, no. I would only watch the couple of kills that I liked, but yeah. this one I might give another uh, another chance. Have you got an updated ranking list? Or no, you, not really, not at the just moment. Say it's at the bottom with Jason goes to hell at this point. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, this movie, you know, it's cheesy, it's ridiculous, and it's fun. 
and it's right up my street. I enjoy it a lot. Um, is it scary? No. Is it a good movie? No. But it, is it fun? <laughs> it's very fun, yeah. Like <laughs> It's the silliest horror movie you'll ever see. And I recommend it to everyone. You know, I hadn't seen any Friday movies. This was my first one. And it sold me, you know. I mean, honestly, I, if it was my first one, it may have sold me too. Yeah, I know that JB's a big fan of this one. I think this is his favourite Friday film. He's not seen them all, but again, it, he, he's the same age as me. So this is, I think this is probably what happened for a lot of people my age. You know, this might have been their first exposure to Jason Voorhees. So it it does hold that sort of, you know, nostalgia factor. Um, and I have seen it at the top of a lot of people's lists. So... Yeah, you know. um, who was it that said they liked it a lot? Was it um, Peter? Was it didn't Peter like Ant- it. He didn't. No, I don't think oh. so. Um, I could was be it, wrong, but was it Luna? Possibly. Yeah, I think she did say that she liked it. Shout out to Luna. She's probably listening. Go and listen to Drunken Horror Podcast. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, right? I've got a question for you. Hmm. If this was a fan film, you'd be saying it was good, right? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Found a hole. I found a hole. <laughs> you in, did. Those fan Christmas. films, though. I think about those fan films all the time, Do honestly. <laughs> and uh, they're just so fun. I, just... I can't wait to rewatch Vengeance. Like, that one's been playing on my mind. I have to watch that again. But yeah, those are great. This is the thing. Like, if this was, like not canon but it's not really anyway but do you know what i mean if this was not official and it was just a fan film that just come out of the blue everyone would be losing their shit about it and going oh my god this is amazing yeah it's because it's this is meant to be an official film is why it's just so jarring (laughs) for so many people just be crazy if they redid this movie like only this movie you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) it'd be kind of cool i guess um but yeah i mean this is mid-tier friday for me uh ranking wise it goes in seventh place so behind jason takes manhattan but above the new blood so my ranking right now is six one two three five eight x seven four and then hell I don't even know where I'm at right now. I'm sorry, Ryan. (laughs) It's just a whirlwind. It's just so much. Let's do shout outs then and wrap things up. So um, shout out to Fieldmouse, John, Nicole, Ryan, Peter and Vincent. Thank you all for your continued support. It means the world to us. Um, Thank you. you. You can support us too. Go over to patreon.com slash horror homeschool throw us a dollar that's all you need to do and then you'll have access to all our bonus content we've got five friday the 13th fan films reviews up there now uh, we've got our paranormal spin-off podcast scary stories to tell on the pod we'll have another episode of that coming up very soon uh, we've got our stranger things season four review coming up super soon as well uh, we're going to be doing midnight mass um loads of cool things so yeah if you enjoy the show and you want to hear more of us then there's plenty more to hear of us over on our (laughs) patreon so go and listen to us on there um yeah and also um what else do i need to mention 
is that it? I think that's about it. Oh, uh, T Public. Yeah, so if you go to horrorhomeschool.com, that's our link tree, and scroll right to the bottom, you'll find a link to our T Public. And we've got a super special Friday the 13th t shirt coming out. Um, I, I don't know when it, if it'll be out when this episode comes out, but we are releasing um, a special t shirt that Ashley's designed. Uh, to commemorate our Friday the 13th reviews, basically. And it's really cool, and I can't wait to share it with everyone. So yeah, I'm excited. Go and check that out. As soon as it goes up, it will be on sale for, like, a couple of days, because that's what they tend to do on Public, like the new designs. So go and grab one while it's cheap. Um, if you keep an eye on our socials, we'll post the updates when it's out. As always, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything for our socials, merch, where you can listen to the show, and a link to our Patreon. And you can send in comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And for personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me, underscore, Babraham Lincoln, underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, we love premarital sex. (laughs) 